Are you an entrepreneur? Have you taken that dream and working to manifest that into reality? You get up every day, the hard work, the grit, the determination. Well, this is the show for you. We feature stories of success, overcoming of failures, and experts from all around, from every industry to make you better at business. This is the Small Business Chronicles. Hey everybody, it's Ryan back again with another episode of Small Business Chronicles. Today I have Shauna, the tax goddess with us. I thought it would be good to bring you guys, now you've, you've taken your dream, you forged it into a reality, you're making some money, and you don't know exactly what to do because when you're at a job, they just take it right out of your check when you pay taxes. You don't, you don't have to really worry about that. You just cry about it and move on with your life. But now it's something that you're in control of and you have to go pay for. So, and you have to figure all this out. And, and so now that you're making profit, what is it that we need to do? And Shauna, uh, introduce yourself and tell us what that is. Absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me here. Helping entrepreneurs is one of my favorite things in life to do. So very excited to discuss today's topic with you. So uh, where, where do you need to start? I mean, the first thing, you've made money. You need to know how much money you actually made. So for a lot of people, they, you know, they've had their Stripe sales, they've had their PayPal sales, they've maybe got money cash from family that was kind of handed in underground cash under the table, whatever it is. The IRS wants a cut of every dollar that you make, right? Now, what cut is that can range anywhere from 0% if you're not making any profit at all, all the way up to the highest current tax rate is 63% in California. If you are in California making good money and you are self-employed. So knowing how much money you're making and what type of income you're making whether it's ordinary income from your business or maybe you've sold an asset and that's capital type income, that would be really step one. Now, the background on all of this is I am an expert in tax strategy. So really today we are looking at, you've made profit, as you said, you wanna keep the most of it. You know, earlier you had mentioned crying, absolutely crying when the tax bill came and you weren't expecting it, you didn't know, right? You didn't have a plan. So really, there are two different ways to look at taxes from that standpoint. The first one is I have done absolutely everything I can to reduce my taxable income, because when I have a lower taxable income, I have the lowest possible tax rate, right? And then secondly, now I've gotten it to the lowest possible tax rate, how do I go about actually paying? So do I need quarterly estimates? Do I need to pay in April at the end of the year? What exactly do I need to be doing? So I think those are kind of the two big areas we want to hit on today is, first of all, the strategy. How do I get to the lowest possible profit while keeping the money in my pocket? And secondly, if you've implemented every strategy known to man uh, and you still have profit left, then what? Then what do we do? Yeah, let's start with the strategy for sure. Uh, so now I have... Let I, I have I have a chunk of money in my bank account now because my online sales, my whatever went through the roof. I, I've got it from five different places. Uh, so I have this pile of money. Uh, what is number one? What is the first strategy to, to lower that taxable income? Absolutely. So strategies are like a game of chess. 
and we need to know which pieces we have on our board. So let me ask you, Ryan, are you married or single? I'm married. Married. And do we have kids or no? Yes, two. Two kids. And how old are your kids? Uh, 10 and 12. 10 and 12. Okay, perfect example today. So I am actually single, not married, no kids. Okay, so this is a, a good basic example of the differences in our chessboard, right? You have a wife, you have kids. We can use the wife and the children in the business to help reduce the profit of the company. So for example, in your case, we could put the children on payroll because they're older than the age of seven. And for each child who's older than the age of seven, you can actually reduce your business's taxable income by upwards of 20,350 per year with the, the current rates, about $20,000 per child per year. So if you've got two kids, both of the age of seven, if your net profit in your business is not more than 40,000, using one single strategy, we've already wiped out all of your taxable income for the IRS and kept all that money for you to take home, right? To be able to pay the family and keep that cash in the family. And, and that's profit. That's not gross. That is that is profit, correct? That's net. You got it. So yeah, yes, your gross, just to make sure everybody's on the same page, gross is every dollar that you bring in. Your net is after all of your expenses. So for example, if you have supplies or uh, wages that you're paying to somebody else or um, your car, mileage on your car, your cell phone bill, those kinds of things. So we're talking about your net profit after all of your normal business expenses. Paying kids is one of the easiest strategies to get out of $20,000 per child profit right off the top. Now, when we look at tax strategies, so I'm the opposite. I have no children, right? So that one doesn't work for me. When we look at tax strategies, there's about 400 strategies at the federal level alone. There's thousands at the state and local level. But there's about 400 strategies at the federal level alone that any business owner, doesn't matter what business you're in, doesn't matter what industry you're in, um, some of them matter how much money you make. You know, some strategies apply to bigger companies, gross sales of 750000 or above. But most of the strategies are written into the tax code specifically to help small business, right? So you're just starting, you're just starting to make money. So things like paying your kids is one of them. Uh, many people don't know they can write off their dog. So Ryan, as we first came on, I mentioned I have German Shepherds and I have to get them out of my office here so that we can record today's webinar without them barking up a storm in the background, right? Um, because my German Shepherds are have basic training and they come with me to client offices or when clients visit here to my home where I have a home office, my dogs can actually be used as security. So there's an actual write-off for my, I have four of them. <laughs> for all four of my dogs as security. So that's another popular, you get your kids and I get my dogs. So it's another popular tax deduction that a lot of business owners will take. So when you're talking, is there a set amount per dog or is it something you have to keep receipts and turn in? Yep. So anytime you're dealing with the IRS, you absolutely need to keep receipts, right? So I'll give you a, a very good example here. I have, my youngest dog is seven months. My oldest dog is 11 years, right? 
seven-month-old puppy, the only expense I have on him is things he destroys, chew toys, and food. <laughs> right, that's about it. My 11-year-old has been to the doggy ophthalmologist. Um, you know, he's got scans every year, right? So they get more expensive as they get older, right? Just, just like us, more expensive. So you do need to actually track the expenses per dog. And there is a requirement for the dog deduction specifically that each particular dog, its shoulder must be taller than the height of your knee. So for example, a Chihuahua, even though it would be an excellent guard dog, because those things are vicious little <laughs> monsters, right? Uh, yes. It does not qualify under the rules, but my German Shepherds absolutely do, right? So um, what if you're like really tall and your knee is like way up? Do you have to get day, like a brother. Mastiff? Great day. Yeah, all right. <laughs> mastiff, that's great day. Yeah. yeah, unfortunately that's, so a lot of tax law, there, there's kind of a spectrum when it comes to tax strategies and tax law. Some of the laws, so for example, everybody's heard about a home office. Take your home office. It's not an audit flag. It used to be many, many, many years ago, but post-COVID, everybody has a home office. Like, I mean, this take your home office, okay? Um, so everybody's heard about a home office. Home office is written in the law. It's black and white. Here's how you do it. Here's how you take it, okay? Now, on the other end of the tax, tax strategy spectrum, you have court cases, and legal precedents for doing things. And so, for example, the dog deduction, uh, of course, many, for example, if you have a junkyard, I'm sure you've heard of a junkyard dog. They protect the junkyard. That is closer, that's kind of in the middle, right? It's not black and white in the law, but everybody does it. It's, it's standard, like this is normal, right? Going to the point of having a dog for a CPA is a security, right? This actually comes from court case. So actual court cases that have existed. And that's where you get these kind of weird tweaks about, well, it's got to be the shoulder and the knee and the height and the training and, and all of these pieces. That kind of information comes from court cases. And, and so this is a part of the reason why, you know, one of the biggest questions that we get asked is, well, Shauna, why doesn't my CPA ask me these kinds of questions? Like, I, I have a Great Dane. They would absolutely meet this qualification, right? Why doesn't my regular day-to-day -day CPA ask these questions? And it's because regular CPAs are not tax strategists, right? These are, these are two very different roles in the world. Your regular CPA's job is to take the information you give them and put it on the tax turn, make sure you're filing and not getting audited, right? The job of a tax strategist is to ensure that we look at all those options, all 400 strategies, and that we as strategists, we are kept up on every court case, every law, so that we're bringing you the most up-to-date information, <clears throat> like, hey, you can write off your dog as long as it meets the shoulder height requirement, right? So. All right, so we're at wife, kids, dog, home office. Home office. What would be okay. the next one? Because these, the these are basic. One, these are easy. These are, yeah, these are easy. These are low-hanging fruit, right? Uh, the next one, I'm sure if, if any of your listeners have been watching TikTok, it's one of my favorite ones and it's been around forever, something called the master's exemption. Sometimes it's also called the Augusta rule. And if you are a golf person, of course, you heard master's and you heard Augusta, right? And you know that the master's golf tournament is held in Augusta, Georgia. So this is where the law came from. The, the senators and congresspeople that own homes in that area literally wrote themselves a law. And it's called the Augusta Rule, right? Called the master's exemption. 
What it allows you to do is to rent out your home to anyone else for up to 14 days a year, and any of that rental income is 100% tax-free. Now, many people look at that and they say, well, that's great, but I really don't want to rent my home. I mean, I've heard these horror stories of Airbnbs being trashed and pulling copper out of the wall. And like, I, I don't want to do that, right? If you have a separate business, ding, ding, all my entrepreneurs, all my business owners, now you do have to have an entity, got to be an LLC or an S-Corp or C-Corp partnerships. You have to have an entity, okay? But if you have an entity, your business is somebody separate from you which means that your business can rent your home from you for up to 14 days a year for mastermind events or client events, networking, uh, call over some of your vendors, do a staff meeting, whatever it is, right, at your home. You can write off that rent up to 14 days a year. Now, the cool thing about this is you are allowed to write off the rent at whatever the fair market value is for your space. So I'll give you a broad range here. Uh, we had someone in kind of the backwaters of Florida. The rental rate was about $500 per day, okay? We have somebody else that is in downtown Manhattan, right? Their rental rate per day is about $17,000 per day, right? So this is a huge spectrum. Uh, for most people, the range some, tends to be around $2,000 per event, uh, to about seven or $8,000 per event, depending on your neighborhood, on the size of your home, on how much area you're using, these kinds of things. But even if you were to say the, the minimum, the $2,000 per event at 14 days per year, that's $28,000 as a deduction for your business. And that $28,000 is 100% tax-free cash into your pocket. So it's a huge deduction that many people don't really connect, you know, the way the law is written is renting to other people, but other people is your business. So hopefully you're not tearing out the copper in your own house. So all, <laughs> all the good bits. <laughs> That's fair. No, not usually, not, not you know, usually. maybe on a Saturday night, but you know, <laughs> but so, yeah, so I think that's, you know, um, so with the dogs, the chess pieces are really where it comes in. You get a lot of people, uh, one of the biggest questions we get is entity structuring, right? So especially when you first start, many people start off as an LLC, and that LLC is taxed as a Schedule C, right? So a sole proprietorship. One of the benefits of having an LLC is that as you continue to grow, you're actually allowed to change what your taxation entity is every five years. So once you hit certain profit levels, typically between fifty dollars and $70,000 after you implement dogs and kids and Augusta rule and the other 400 strategies, right? Uh, if you still have profit left over, you may consider going to an S corporation or a C corporation, right? Uh, for example, C corporation, the maximum tax rate is 21%. And in a C corporation, tends to be a big, a good thing for people that have medical issues. A C corporation can pay and deduct all medical expenses, all of them, 100% as a business deduction. So we see this often, this comes back to our chess pieces. Let's say, for example, you've got a parent and they're not doing so well, right? Maybe they're in hospice, um, cancer treatments, whatever it is. That stuff is expensive, very expensive. Well, if you could get a business deduction for it rather than a medical deduction for it, going to a C corporation with a max tax rate of 
and being able to write off all of your family's medical expenses could be a huge benefit based on your chess pieces. So that's that's uh, let's back up just a little bit because no 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 that's fine that's fine the because i i i personally own like three llcs i've i'm, I'm an entrepreneur i go out and do things and and i have those so we're we're not quite in the changing the letters of the things yet um <laughs> but but we're getting close we're getting close so so we have wife kids dog home office 14 day augusta rule yes. um so I have a question about that, the 14-day yeah. Augusta rule. You have to own the property, correct? Yes. Now, yeah. this always brings up a question. You can't be renting from somebody else, but owning with a mortgage is okay. So you don't have to yes. own it outright as long as you have a mortgage, you're good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because I know a lot of entrepreneurs, they start, they there's a big rental market right now. There's whatever. I just, I just didn't want somebody thinking they're subletting their apartment and then get in trouble. <laughs> Don't I wish. Yeah, no. Now, I mean, if you look at it from that perspective, right, the benefits of the Augusta rule, if you're going to get $2,000 per month from your business, right, that can actually help you pay a mortgage, right? You might be able to mm -hmm. afford a bigger property because now you're not paying the taxes and you have the cash. So rerunning your cash flow models uh, to be able to see if you can afford a house, because I know the, rent, the real estate markets are going nuts, right? Um, to see if you can afford a house, that would actually help you in most cases get more cash, more access to cash to be able to buy a property instead of renting. Oh, absolutely. Because, I mean, taxes are a necessary evil. That's why we have roads. That's why we have things. It's something we need to do. But when you when you say that the highest rate is 63%, uh, if you're Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg money, maybe that doesn't sound like a whole lot. Uh, you know, you can afford to pay those things. Uh, but when you're first and, and you're climbing that ladder on your business, a lot of times it can be a setback to have this giant tax bill or yeah. to not know or to not be educated in how you're supposed to pay your taxes. And yeah. then you either don't pay them or you pay the wrong amount and, and money that could be furthering to grow your own business. And I, we're not in any way advocating skipping out on taxes, not paying oh, taxes. No. We, are you, we are saying use the system. And like you said, I think it's a wonderful analogy the pieces on the chessboard that you can move that around, pay less in taxes, still be doing your civic duty, but but also have money to reinvest in your family and your business as well. And I, I really like the way, and I appreciate the way that you phrased it as you know civic duty. I think one of the things, because for example, you bring up Musk and Bezos, right? They are not paying sixty three percent. They they no. make that kind of money, but they're not paying sixty three percent. And why are they not paying? Why are they paying 2%, 3%, 4%, right? Why are they paying these super low? We always hear about Trump, right? He's paying 2% mm -hmm. tax, right? Why are these super wealthy people paying 2%? It's not because they're skipping out. It's not because they're doing something illegal, right? What they're doing is using the law that was written for everyone, and they're using it to their maximum capacity. So I am totally good with paying taxes if I need to. Right. I'm, I'm a big proponent of follow the letter of the law. Right. We're not doing anything illegal. Follow the letter of the law, but only pay what you are required to pay. If there's a way you can keep that money in your pocket. I mean, that's why the laws were written. That's why business owners are the backbone of this country. Right. Is because they are the ones taking the risk. So they get the benefit. Right. And the, all of the tax laws, all of them, every single one of them, in my opinion, 
all of the tax laws are written towards business owners. So if you're a straight up W-2 and you don't at least have a side gig, you know, drive for Uber, drive for Lyft, do Instacart, you know, whatever it is, right? If you don't have a side gig, you are shooting yourself in the foot because the laws that are written in the tax code are not meant to help W-2 employees. They're meant to help business owners. And and that's something that I, uh, the entrepreneur group that I meet with once a week, that's, we were talking about you coming up and taxes and all that. Oh. And uh, that, that's that been a big thing because we have different levels because one yes. guy owns a great big construction company. So he's doing all the Bezos things. He's hired strategists and yep. whatever. And then you have somebody else that has a small like auction company and they're not, you know, they're, they're just now getting profitable. So in this spectrum, I really appreciate, you know, you pay what you need to. And if you're a business owner, find someone like Shauna, the tax goddess out there to help you navigate this. And a uh, little birdie says you have a book. Is it out or is it coming out? We're it right around is. that time, right? Oh, you're so sweet. Uh, yes, we do. The book is, is out now. It's on pre-sale. Um, so it is out. Uh, but yeah, the book is out and to go along with the book. And I think this kind of hits on what you're saying. There, there are big people that need big strategies, right? And there's little guys that need little strategies. Um, as a part of the book, the book is called the 6% life for our clients, our average tax rate, and this is small businesses, big businesses, doesn't matter. Our average tax rate for our client is 6.92%. So it is absolutely something that can be done. And while the big guys are paying big money to have strategists, you know, they're paying 80, 100, $200,000 a year to have tax strategists on board. For many small businesses, they can't afford something like that. So a part of the 6% life as the book, we've also created a group coaching program that is specifically for small business. So for example, just two weeks ago, we spent an hour going in detail, home office. What can you do? What can't you do? What are you going to get audited for? What's going to trip you up? What are the pitfalls, right? Um, I think two weeks ago, we went over the ways to reduce the self-employment tax, the 15.3% hidden tax that nobody ever tells you about until you make money. And your CPA says, oh yeah, well, you owe your income tax of 20% and another 15.3 on top of that. And no one told you. So now you're in trouble because nobody told you that tax was due. So yeah, the, the 6% group, I'm, I'm thrilled about, of course, the book launch itself, which goes over seven of our most popular strategies for business owners. Uh, but the group itself goes over the, the little nitty gritty stuff. And especially for people just starting, you want those the little strategies, right, that are going to help you along the way to get to be the big boy where you need the big boy strategy. So the, uh, the group, I, I can't say enough about it. I've, we've been totally overwhelmed by how many people are joining. So it's, it's been awesome. And I'm so honored to be able to share this kind of information to, to the little guys, to the, because that's my passion. So. so so where do we find the book, the group? Where do we find you? And where are we able to communicate with you? Absolutely. So uh, everything can be found on the main website, taxgoddess.com. So www.taxgoddess.com. Uh, there are links at the top for both the book and the group coaching. And uh, I believe there's a pop-up that comes up that even tells you, hey, we got the book launched, right? So um, yeah, taxgoddess.com are super easy to find. Of course, you can also, find, we've got Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and all the things. But if you'd like to get strategy, the best place to go is the website, taxgoddess.com. 
All right, that is Shauna, the tax goddess. I have one more question before we wrap it up and get out of here. What is the weirdest thing that's tax deductible? Ooh, the weirdest thing that's tax deductible. Um, the weirdest thing, the weirdest story that I have is homing pigeons. So um, I had a client, this was many, many, many years ago, okay, but when the internet really started first taking off, okay, and he was definitely a little more of a um, not trusting the government mindset, okay, him and his partner both, not, not trusting the government. Um, so they, they refused to use the internet, they refused to use computers, they literally trained homing pigeons to fly between each other to be able to send messages, right? No phones. I mean, we're talking <laughs> off grid, right? Um, I, don't, I don't know how they found me because I'm a high tech CPA, right? But okay, um, homing pigeons. And uh, the IRS tried to fight us on it, on the homing pigeons. They said, no, it's cheaper to buy a phone, buy a phone. And the judge overruled it and said, they don't want to have the government or the government, any phone company, they don't want to do it. They don't have to, right? Homing pigeons approved. So um, yeah, I've, I've had some, uh, some interesting stories <laughs> across my 24 years being a CPA. So yes. <laughs> no, that, that wins. Uh, homing pigeons for sure. Uh, once again, <laughs> Shauna, the tax goddess, go check out uh, her book. Go check out her 6% group. Um, and, uh, that's what we have for you today. Shauna, hopefully you come back. We got some more tax stuff that I'm sure everybody wants to talk about. Uh, so, uh, keep tuned for that. Thank you guys so much. Thank you for having me.